Welcome to Beautiful Work, Beautiful Life, the podcast. I'm Laurel Holland, here with my co-host, Laurel Boyven. Thank you for joining us as we dive into how doing your inner work, or the beautiful work, is the amazingly effective pathway to creating the life of your dreams. Our hope is to inspire you to explore who you are, who you want to become, and what you want to do with this one precious life. Because when you change, the world changes. And when you do your inner work or the beautiful work, you make the world a more beautiful place for all of us. Welcome back to Beautiful Work, Beautiful Life. We're excited to have you with us, and we're excited to have a bonus Monday in January. <laughs> Aren't we, we are. are. Yes. Can we, can we tell our listeners for a minute that we just, we tell just the discovered? We just discovered we had a fifth Monday in January and we had so much fun like realizing we had an extra episode to talk about mindset. I know. I felt like it was, it was almost like um, the universe was organizing to make sure that we, we, we gave plenty of mindset information to our listeners and our friends and really encouraged this work this year. That's what I felt like. I felt like, the universe was organizing on all our behalfs to say, mindset is so important. We need to put in some extra time on this one. (laughs) Yes, I think you're right. So good. So today we have what? Okay. I love, I love this one. This is so fun. This is going to be a fun, fun, fun one. And we're going to keep it kind of short, but we're going to, we're going to, we're going to power pack it with lots of good information. So it is the three worst mindset habits and how to transform them. And we have spent a lot of time this month talking about the range of lack, sufficiency, uh, scarcity, fear-based thinking. And today we're taking a little bit of a different twist on it. And we've got some really cool new um, thoughts and ideas for you, don't we, Laurel? We do. And fresh. They are so fresh. Fresh. Hot off the press, everyone. Hot off the press. (laughs) Okay. So the first one, Laurel. I feel like this one is so so potent so what we're going to do is we're going to give you the we're going to give you the mindset uh let's say habit and then we're going to give you the remedy for it and we're going to break it down and talk about it a little bit so the first habit is self-criticism and the remedy is developing a worthiness mindset yeah you know and this one is so big when i think about big oftentimes what I want to change in my life or in myself or what my clients come to me to work on, things that they want to change, what gets in our way is our sense of deservingness or worthiness. Um, And I love this topic as a mindset topic and how how to shift the mindset so that you can feel worthy and deserving of all, all that you want, all the big dreams that you might have. Yes. Yes. So, uh, you know, as we continue on our topic this month, I want everybody to also anchor into your thoughts can be, they're almost like, uh, the, the, the final product of your deeper subconscious beliefs. And so when we look at our thoughts, when we take the time to reflect on our thoughts, journal about our thoughts, you know, really, look at them as they're passing by us, right, is we can begin to uh, 
see the trail, if we, if we take the time, see the trail, how it comes back into a belief, right? And so self-criticism is a great trail to follow down. And what the bedrock of self-criticism is, is I'm not worthy, I'm not good enough. And so we can begin to change that belief. We can begin to ameliorate that belief, uh, come to a new belief by changing our thinking. And that takes some work. It can take some practice and you have to be diligent. That's the other thing I've noticed for myself, right? Is that you have to be very diligent about all the ways it shows up. Yeah. So do you have any tips for that? I have one that I want to share. Okay. You go first and then I'll I'll pop in. So oftentimes I think we don't even, we're not really even aware of our self-criticism, of our self, negative self-talk, right? How much we put ourselves down. And so um, I think this was one of my daughters that when she was a teenager growing up, anytime she would put herself down, I would find her a quarter. Pay up. Give me a quarter. You just put yourself down. Um, And so bring this awareness. You know, this is my suggestion Mm -hmm. to our listeners. Bring the awareness. Catch yourself and have a penalty for the negative self-talk. Whatever that penalty might be. A small, fun penalty. (laughs) No self-shaming. Right? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I love the idea of like putting putting a little money in a kitty in an envelope, right? And then maybe after you feel like you really have hit a new hallmark of releasing self-criticism, you go out and treat yourself to something, right? Like yes. you, you reward yourself for. Um, that's a beautiful kind of complete loop of doing that. I feel like, um, you know, one of the ways that I think is really important for women, and I'm a, I'm a big proponent of this. I, I, I talk about this a lot with my clients. If I can get on a podcast and talk about it, I'll talk about it. If I'm in a workshop or a group and I can mention it, I'll mention it is, um, you know, women, our relationship to our, how we look and our bodies. And I feel like it is a, it is such an ingrained cultural conditioning to if we don't measure up to some standard that we have decided is the right standard then when we look in the mirror we whether we hear it or not because it's so embedded in there there is self-criticism and so my suggestion you know to folks is to begin to adopt you know adopt a more kind and gentle and considerate relationship to yourself when you look in the mirror. Be on the lookout for negative feelings because sometimes they won't show up as thoughts. They won't actually allow themselves to come that forward or they're so they're so part of the fabric of your inner world that you can't even hear them or see them or feel them anymore. So if you feel that feeling of, you know, I'm down on myself, I don't like the way I look, I'm like feeling like, ugh, you know, like anything like that is to be able to stay there, apologize to yourself for the self-criticism and say, you're going to go have a good day, right? Start somewhere where you stop the criticism, right? And you stop the negativity. Yeah. Yes. I love that. And, you know, in addition to the apology, um, I know we've talked about this before. I may have mentioned it in a previous episode is, you know, give yourself a hug and say, I love you. I'm sorry. I love you. Um, Because just the feeling of being hugged by your, by yourself, 
Right. To feel right? your hands on your body, right? Yes. On your arms, on yes. your sides. Yes. It is yes. like a hug, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. Yes. And so that I think we just want to be more aware and treat ourselves with loving kindness. Right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. There's so much that changes from this place. The The ability to come into oneself deeply, deeply, deeply and begin to reverse any conditioning that made you believe that you weren't worthy of all the goodness of life, that you aren't valuable enough or you're not enough or you're too much, any of those things can be healed through your own loving self. And, uh, you know, to think that you need anybody else to do this work is uh, uh, tossing away your ability to just claim, I can do this, I can do this, right? So let's, let's all, yeah. Mm. I love we could that. talk about this one for so long, but we have we're going to move on. One. We're going to move on. Okay, the next one is judging others or the world around you, and the remedy for that other bad habit is changing, shifting your perspective. Yes, I love this one. I really do. I, I as we were talking earlier, you know, I often think of judging or judgment as an action right it's an action that we take and perspective is really how we receive um and in my view this is how i really think about it i i receive all this information about the world around me or other people and how i receive it is very different than how i act on it and so a shift in perspective, it's huge for, for me. I, I coach a lot on shifting perspective. It's one of the ways I think, you know, we talk about the inner work, that shifting perspective, you know, it, there's some mindfulness in there. There's some deep inner work in there. And the outcome is so beautiful. Um, yes. What about you? How do you? Yeah. I, I love that. I think, you know, the other word that comes up for me when I'm thinking about other, the other work that's involved in the shift of perspective is um, the curiosity curiosity factor that we talk about a lot, you know, is um, if you need a default for a while to shift your perspective or to get out of the judging negativity habit, curiosity is the great avenue. Hey, I wonder why that's that way. Hey, how come that shows up that way? Oh, hey, I wonder why they talk about that all the time. Or, you know, like wonder, wonder and be curious. And I feel like, you know, that's one of your greatest tools in this, in this transformation. Don't you? Yes. Yes, I do. And if curiosity is too big of a step at initially, one of the things that I use a lot is, hmm, that's interesting. And when I think about where this came up for me, um, you know, for many years, when I was out to dinner, and I had a meal that I didn't know if I loved it, or it was okay. You know, if someone said, Well, how is your dinner? I would say, it's interesting. Mm. (laughs) It just meant like, hmm, not sure. The jury jury (laughs) is still out. And so I, you know, I use this a lot in coaching. Um, you know, rather than take make a judgment immediately, and again, where curiosity is too big of a step, right? Maybe we don't want to mm-hmm. be curious about something yet, where you know we have resistance yeah. or reservations about something. Just yeah. stop and pause and say, "Hmm, that's interesting." 
and then see what comes of it. That's good. I feel like that's a specific word that one can use too. Instead of saying, uh, oh, that's terrible or, or that's, that's disgusting or that's whatever the judging word is, right. To just begin to replace it with that is interesting. Like, um, and, and it's usually it's true. Okay. So here's the thing about interesting is, uh, oftentimes we think of it as a word that is, oh, that, that's, that's, that's got my interest, like, and it's a positive, oh, that's got my interest, right? But, you know, interesting can also be like, oh, wow, that got my interest. That got my attention, right? Yeah. Yeah. What I love about it is there's there's a little bit of neutrality that you can bring to interest, right? Um, And and I think you're right. It's something that has your interest, um, which then interest might lead to wonder, one, you know, and the curiosity. Yeah, yeah. We'll have so to test interesting, that one. We'll have to test that one. And I want I want our listeners uh, and our friends out there to test this one. I would say if you have trouble with the word interesting because it feels too positive, like you're giving them accolades in some way or something like that, um, maybe you could just say, hey, now that's got my attention. Because it does have your attention. If you feel strongly about something, it's got your attention, right? And yes. so, Yeah. 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 So, you know, again, this is the process of transformation is an active, usually step-by-step replacement process to develop a new habit. So we start with one habit. We start to begin to break it down a little bit, bring in some new techniques, some new strategies, some new thinking, some new words. And then before we know it, we've actually transformed the experience and we, we've transformed ourselves and our thinking and our beliefs usually. So yes. And it really is. And it's just so amazing to think that we can actually shift our beliefs simply by shifting our perspective, because it is the shift in yes. perspective that's going to lead to the new behaviors and new habits and new, you know, questioning what we are observing or experiencing. Ex- I cannot say this word. I discovered this yesterday. <laughs> experiencing. <laughs> thing <laughs> slow it down <laughs> it's a long special little word <laughs> that's good <laughs> that's great yeah so, and i want to say i want to say one more thing about um about this one that uh when i think about my shamanic training uh when we did the work of the east a lot of the work of the east was transformation and rebirth and one of the the ideas that we focused on powerfully was a shift of perspective because if you can create a shift of perspective you literally have just changed your whole life Mm. and you truly truly have you've given yourself a you could be giving yourself a whole new freedom by shifting your perspective so don't underestimate the power of this transformation that we're talking about and the power of shifting your perspective it's very very Yes. We'll have to do another episode about shifting perspective because I I have um some curiosity about your experience as you did that work and what yeah. you've changed because of that. Okay, we'll come back and do that. Yeah. But Laura, let's move on to our third worst habit and it's uh transformational agent, shall we say. So our third worst habit is complacency this is a big word isn't it this is a big word this is a big word and the remedy for this one was 
Do you remember Laurel? No, tell me. <laughs> I know we had a remedy for this one, and I don't. I didn't write it down. But here's what I would say about complacency. I think complacency is, uh, you know, be, becoming aware of it and being able to challenge it. Challenging complacency, right? It's it's the uh, ability to notice your default thinking, which was the word that you used earlier too, yes. which I loved, right? And and challenging that to think a new thought instead of the usual complacent thinking, right? Yeah. Um, so what what's coming up for me is uh, in the remedy is um, changing changing the energy when uh, a mindset of a mindset of shaking things up a little bit right whether it's your environment your surroundings the circle that you part participate in right because it's a mindset maybe a mindset of a variety is a good is a good way to think about it um because complacency when i think about you know, the things that get in the way of the mindset shifts that I want to make in my life when I want something to change. Often it's, you know, the chair I sit in at night, right? Mm, it's hard for yeah. me to change my bedtime routine if that chair is calling my name. Um, yeah. If it, it might be the people that I'm with and the habitual, you know, routines and behaviors that we fall into conversations, yeah, you know, yeah. and so by maybe developing a a mindset of variety, mm-hmm. it will shake up that complacency, right? Just a little bit, right? Right. How I feel like how complacency shows up with um, my clients often is uh, they're in habits of thinking. Or uh, oftentimes it's like um, compulsive thinking or obsessive thinking, repetitive, you know, really ruminating on things or, uh, you know, a view of the world, right, that that they they're angry about in some way and and they come back to it again and again and again. And so for me, it's like that's that's complacency to just stay with the same thought pattern, the same belief about your the way your mind is working and think that you can't change it. And so to challenge ourselves, um, to know that, right. And we've talked about this a lot over the course of, you know, our podcast is your mind is, is a processor, right? Your brain is a processor that's producing thoughts all the time. And it's coming from most of your thoughts come from actually your subconscious mind. So the work is to notice what they are and then begin the work of changing them and, 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 beginning to look at what those beliefs are underneath and and get to what your true beliefs are what your core true beliefs are that are built in a really positive uplifting motivational um mission statement so to speak that we have that we carry within right yeah yeah it's good um and you know when i think about complacency um it for me it often creates a sense of boredom like nothing's ever going to change yes and that so came up for me. Yeah. And so and boredom isn't strong enough, but it's, you know, when I when I get into a pattern of believing nothing is going to change, or I do not have the ability to change, 
it it really it really um brings up a hopelessness and i know last yes. summer when we did our book circle and read Brene Brown's Gifts of Imperfection the the discussion of hopelessness and feeling hopeless that you do not have the power to change is a really damaging place to be yes. and so i think you know for me that's where the why complacency is so dangerous in mm-hmm. our if we want to change our life we really cannot settle into the safety of complacency that's great i feel like the word that um maybe that we were searching for was resignation oh yes right that's a little stronger than boredom and i think um you know f- uh, when I think about the word resignation, it's very different than the word acceptance. And so to, to, to start, to start to do the, the fine tune work, and this is a great place to do the fine tuning work around this is if you feel like you say to yourself, Oh, I'm always like this. I'll always be like this. You, you know, to stop yourself and challenge and say, wait a minute, that might not necessarily be true. Right. And I've resigned myself to being like this for the rest of my life. So you can accept that this is how I've been, this is what I've experienced, this is how I am right now, but I could I could get some new thinking going here if I was willing to work at it, right? Yes, yes. And this remedy of working at it and really yeah. focusing on change and variety. You know, what, what do we want different in our life? And I think that circles all the way back to the mindset of worthiness, right? I mean, these yes. three are so intertwined. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Oh, so good. Uh, let's let's throw out a bonus. Okay. We'll, have, we'll say it's three, but we're going to give four. How about that? <laughs> Perfect. So our bonus worst habit is the problem of time. Oh, I love this problem. <laughs> what I, I love about what I love about time is how different different or people perceive the problem of time. I mean, just you and I this morning as we were talking, um, I perceive the problem of time to be when I believe or have told myself, oh, this isn't that important. I have plenty of time, right? And so, I mean, I, you know, I, I joke and I joke and it's not that funny, but I I probably have some of the same goals I did when I was turning 40 or turning 30, right? And here I am mm-hmm. looking at 60 and there are things that I believe that I might want but oh, I have time to I have time later to focus on that. When the reality yeah. is time is not um uh what's the word I'm looking for? Eternal came up but I don't want to use that word. Time infinite time yeah, time is not infinite, not at least in our physical body, right? Um, right. What about you? Right. When you know the problem of yeah. time, you you thought of it very different than I, I went did. the other way. That's yeah. right. I know for me, the problem of time is oh, in my life it was always not enough time, not enough time, not enough time. You know, I don't have enough time to get everything done, and part of that has to do with you know I'm a doer, 
And so I like to do things, you know, and I realized how much I like to do things when I had my bunion surgery and I was sitting on my butt for eight weeks, right? And I and I couldn't do all the things I usually do, right? I like to do, I like to, right? And so um, it gives me a sense of accomplishment and I like to be up and moving around. I like to, you know, whatever all the reasons are, but it, it, it ultimately, right, if, if I, if I don't watch myself carefully, right, I can think I have infinite energy to do whatever I want to do all the time. And then suddenly I've overbooked myself and overcommitted myself and overplanned myself. And now I don't have enough time. And, and it's really not that there's not enough time. It's that I was thinking I could do more than I actually can do in the allotted time that is the 24 hours a day that we all get. <laughs> right? Yeah. yeah. And I love this. And I think, you know, the practice or the the remedy, I mean, I don't know what the remedy is, right? Maybe there is yeah. not a specific remedy. However, I think there's a remedy. Oh, yeah. Tell me, tell yeah. me. Yeah, but go, go, go. I'll I was going to say, the practice that I would suggest with to our listeners is, you know, begin to notice how you know, what is your mindset about time and how does that interfere with or enhance what you want to change, right? Oh, how great. how yeah. does your, your mindset about time, yeah, how does it affect the life that you want to create? Yeah, yeah, that's great. Now, I what's the like, remedy? You know, the, yeah, well, I feel like the remedy ultimately, right, is changing our relationship to time. You know, really it's like having time be our friend always instead of the enemy in any kind of way, right? And so, um, you know, to think about, uh, and also the other thing I think time produces for us if we, if we use it in a constructive way for this mindset work and, and for, you know, really ultimately creating the, the beautiful life that we want is uh, we can if you feel like you don't have enough time or if you feel like you have endless time, right, is to begin to look at what are you doing during your day and are you happy with the way you make use of time? And if you've overbooked, if you're an overbooker, right, I, I, my overbooking goes back to some, you know, inner sense of I'm, I can, I can do it all for everybody anytime, right? It goes back to my childhood and whatever, you know, however I, I got, feeling good about myself. And, and so now, you know, I know that's not true. You know, I can't do everything for everybody and I can basically do what I can for myself and then, you know, help others as I, as it works out. Um, and so it's kind of solves also that superwoman complex is what I, I like to call it is, you know, feeling like, Hey, I can do everything. I can do it all. I'm like, no, no, you can't. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, and the demands on women and men today are huge. They're huge. Right. Yes. Yeah. And uh, I mean, time comes up in almost all of my coaching, you know, um, the lack of time or the overcommitting of your time creates overwhelm. Right. And, you know, yeah. not even having to go down the path of why you are like that, but just realizing in how you approach time, you know, I, I think about this a lot. Am I honoring the gift of time and honoring myself in how I use the gift of time, right? So rather than it being, I love that you describe it as, you know, it's not the enemy, right? How time is on your side 
and how you use it is really important. Yeah, yeah, that's great. Well, I think we could talk about time in a whole podcast episode, but our time is up for today. (laughs) (laughs) What do you think, Laurel? Have we wrapped this one up pretty well? I I think we have. I think we have. It was so much fun to have an extra mindset week. And what a great conversation. What a great conversation. I really enjoyed it. I hope our listeners did too. And we would love to know if you have struggles with any of these worst habits, let us know. And if we can help you some more and you have ideas for more talk on this, just let us know and we'll, we'll weave it in as we go forward. That's right. We're here for you. We're here for you. Thanks so much, Laurel, for today. And I will see you next week. Looking forward to it already. Bye. Bye. We're glad you're with us on this journey. If you're ready to dive deeper into the beautiful work, join us in our private Facebook group where we continue the conversation and support one another in our inner work. Did you know that we're both life coaches? It would be an honor to work with you. When you're ready to dig into your own beautiful work, you'll find our contact information in the show notes. Thanks for being with us here at Beautiful Work, Beautiful Life. As you do your beautiful work, know that we're here for you. Are there topics that you'd like to explore? Send us an email. If you enjoyed the podcast, the best compliment we receive is when you share the podcast with a friend. We're glad you're with us to elevate the conversation and open up new pathways for all of us.